World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, here's the question I heard from the Holy Spirit today. By the way, get yourself... Some communion. We're going to do communion right here at the top of the show. Uh, here's what I heard from the Holy Spirit, and I hope, I, I guess I don't hope. This is where, if it was up to me, this is where we're going to go today. But uh, the Holy Spirit said to me, coming down those multi-million dollars, uh, you know, Trump had a big escalator. I got one too, so you had to walk down it. And uh, coming down my escalator, the Holy Spirit said to me, can these dry bones live? I said, what? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And these dry bones live. Because we don't think they can, you know. Church, we don't, church doesn't, hey, hey, folks, listen, I'm just, tell, I'm just telling you. The, the church, the American church seems to have no interest in resurrection, of restoration, of rejuvenation, of revival. They seem to have no interest in any of that. It's also self-contained. So I think what the Holy Spirit was saying to me, I'm going to get into it here in a minute. We're going to do communion. We've got several things we're going to do here at the top of the show. I think the Lord's asking us this question. As I've often told all of you, I made a living out of rebuilding broken programs. That's what they did. Every place I went, the program was down, and we built, rebuilt it. And uh, I would always, I would always go into a new job. I shouldn't say always. I, I, you know, I only coached really three, only rebuilt three, three programs. But each time I went in, I, I asked, asked myself as I went in, can, can we win here? Can we win here? And I would look around. I look at the facilities. I look at what. Can we win here? And every time I went in, I said, Oh yeah, oh yeah, we can win here. We can win here. That's the question for the church. Can we win here? Church doesn't think we can see. The church thinks we're supposed to be evacuated, that we're, we're not supposed to be taking dominion. We're not supposed to be advancing a kingdom. Well, we're going to get out of here, right? Right? Evacuation or excavation, I talked about. Oh, I, Slow me down here, Lord. Slow me down here. Uh, got some important things. I got, I got to show this real quickly at the top there, Jonathan. Show those two pictures I sent you of John Vislin, because people don't believe it, okay? Who was on here yesterday. That is, that is really John Vislin. And that's really me in the middle. I'm I'm five seven on a good day. That's Serge. Serge is a big dude. Serge is I don't know. Serge, what are you six two probably? That's John Bislin. Look how tall that dude is. Nephilim do in fact still roam the earth. I checked. He does have five fingers, and I didn't look at his toes, but I think he has five toes. Look at the other picture, Jonathan. Can you pull that other picture up there too? It's even more looks fake. When I looked at, it, I said that's fake. Look at that. Is that unbelievable? Now, Michelle said I got to be careful because I said, who's the bigger freak, me or Dislin? Do you see more people like me or more people like him? <laughs> seven foot. That's a seven footer. Imagine those Nephilim giants, nine footers. Imagine what that would look like. That'd put the fear of God in a man, wouldn't it? Uh, thank, thank John Dislin for being with us yesterday. He did, did a great job. And uh, thank all of you went out and ordered his book. And I suggest you, you continue to do that. And, uh, while we're getting ready to do communion, getting ready to do it here, listen, some important events. Now, I, I've been working with Gary Pierce and Chad and some others to get the stuff up on the calendar. I screwed up yesterday trying to explain the calendar book. Chad's having an event this weekend, okay? I don't accuse, confuse anybody. Everybody knows. Chad's about 30 people that are coming down there. But we have some things that are not on the calendar that I want to make sure we know. Now, Betty needs to know who's coming to her event. It's next weekend. Next weekend. 
Now, listen, if, if you guys are not letting Betty know, I'm not going to burden her with going out and preparing, get a lot of food. If, no, if some of you, I know it's Memorial Day weekend, if you're not going to be there. If you're going to be there, be there. Would you do that for me? Would you do that? And, of course, we have the crushing serpents thing in July. But I got three things that are important that I want to make sure everybody knows about. Sunday, <laughs> my wife's going to hit me in the head. June 5th. Sunday, June 5th. It's not on the calendar, but it will be. That's the local gathering we're having at Sky High. If you live within an hour, hour and a half, get here. Get here and be part of it. June 5th, bring somebody with you. We'll talk more about it. June 5th. Second thing, June 24th through 26th is 24th, Friday the 24th, Saturday the 25th. It's not on the calendar yet. That is our national here at Sky High. Come and be part of it. Bring your camper. You can camp on site. Uh, no, we, don't, we won't. Some of you, well, we may have a little bit of electricity, maybe a little bit of water, but for the most part, you're boondocking, but you can sleep. You can sleep in a tent. You can sleep whatever. 24th, 25th, 26th, come and meet all your family. We want you to be part of it. And then don't forget, July 8th and 9th, Michelle's having the crushing serpents. That's just for women. Now, we're going to have... On Monday, I'm going to have this schedule all updated, but I got 16 different emails yesterday because I gave the wrong dates. I, For some reason, I'm having a mental block. Let, issue number one, let Betty know if you're coming. Let Betty know if you're coming next weekend at her place. All right? Cool. Look what else I'm looking at. Showed that. I showed that. I showed that. Myra, you pray us in. And then, Joe, we're going to go straight to communion. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. I will be delighted to... Matthew 16, 15, 20. He say unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Who do you say that I am? It doesn't matter what, what Joel Osteen says. It doesn't matter what the Pope says. It doesn't matter what your pastor says. It doesn't matter what your wife says. Who do you say that he is? Go ahead, Myra. Yes. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed nope. yet unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And Amen. I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build the church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I because they're standing, Myra, they are standing literally at the gates of hell. When Jesus said, upon this rock, he wasn't talking about the revelation of who Jesus was. He wasn't talking about Peter as the Pope. He wasn't talking about any of that. He says, we're standing right here, boys, on this rock, which is Mount Hermon, which is where the angels descended the fallen angels fell right here on this rock. We're building a church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church that we're getting ready to build. Yeah, the, 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 uh, that's it. That's the message. That's the message that the entire Christian world is missing. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of there you go. and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Why would he give you the keys if you're not supposed to use them? Well, you just going to hang them on your mantle? Go ahead, Marvin. <laughs> yes. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Then charge he his disciple, and they shall tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Holy Spirit. Praise in, Myra. Praise in. Okay. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Hardo and open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Myra. Don't mean to cut you off. I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit. Joe, are we ready to go with the communion? Yes, sir. All right, brother. Um, Platform yours. Well, everybody, uh, uh, please remember when we're taking communion that we're not only here in our living rooms or on our desk or our kitchen table, wherever we are. We are setting, uh, as uh, Paul reminds us, we are sitting together with our Lord, with him, at the right hand of the Father. Mm. And so it's even more solemn. And we need to thank the Father who had so much love that he gave his only begotten Son. And so, dear Father, dear Jesus, we come to you. Please forgive us our sins and transgressions that we may, may be clean in your sight. Yes. And we thank you for the, all that you've done for us, Lord. We thank you and we bless this bread and, and this wine and drink that we 
It represents the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was sacrificed for us and our salvation and for restoration of all things that were taken from us by the fall. That's so why I'm reading from Mark 14, 22 today to 24. And as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to them and said, take, eat, this is my body. Amen. And he took the cup, and when he gave him thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. I just heard from the Holy Spirit. Um, I like to ask questions. And I don't mind asking questions that upset the apple cart a bit. So I'm just gonna I just heard from the Holy Spirit, so I'm gonna ask, ask I'm gonna ask you this. His only begotten son. <clears throat> His only begotten son. Hmm. And I asked myself, or the Holy Spirit tapped me on the shoulder and says, Coach, what's begotten? What does that mean, begotten? Because the Bible also says that he's the first begotten of what? Can anybody finish that? He's the first begotten of many. Of many brethren. The first begotten of many brethren. So he was the only begotten son of God, yet he is the first begotten of many brothers. How does that work? Begotten says it's a participle passive of get, procreated, generated. So Jesus was the only begotten son of God, but he was the first begotten of many brethren. So this is so hard for us to grasp. But Jesus was, in fact, directly begotten from God, and we are brothers with Christ. First begotten of many brethren. He started the lineage. Jesus Christ started that lineage. And the lineage of being begotten is being born again. Being reborn, born into the kingdom. And Jesus, as I said, didn't die. Often I say this, 1 John 3, 8, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he would destroy the works of the devil. And because he destroyed the works of the devil, which is sin, the power of sin, because Christ destroyed the power of the sin, you now have an opportunity to be begotten of many brethren. You, you, you have the ability to be born again. Why? Because Christ destroyed that he took, we read it today, the, get, the gates, the keys. He gave us the keys to the kingdom. He, gave, he took the gate, the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And he took them and he gave them to us. And he said, this is now kingdom. This is now kingdom territory. And I hate to tell you this. Most of our churches still teach that Satan's in control of this world. I, I, somebody help me here. I don't think you can find that. He's a prince of the power of the air. He was the prince of this world, maybe. But when Jesus took the keys back, what does it say? For this purpose was the Son of God manifest. He's going to destroy the works of the devil. And when Jesus hung on the cross, what did he say? Did it, boys. It's finished. Did it. And then he said before he left everybody, he said to him, hey, listen, here's what I want you all to do. I've given you the keys. I want you to go into all the world. I want you to teach them to observe all I've commanded you and lo, I'm with you always, even into the end of the age. Can anybody find from that point on any scripture teaching us that 
Satan is in control of this world. Can anybody, wait a minute. Not that he's in control of it, but that he has power over everything in this world. Can anybody show me one scripture that says we are powerless because Satan's in control? And I think the answer to that question is, of course not. It's ridiculous. Christ is king. Christ is king. He's king over everything. He knows the beginning from the end. He is all in all, all working, all powerful, king of kings and lord of lords. And why do we today in the United States of America give credit to Satan as the king as the king of the world? He has been dethroned. Somebody want to argue with me about that? Anybody want to argue with me? Then, anybody want to argue with me that Satan is still reigning? Satan is reigning? Anybody want to argue with me? At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Uh, above and beneath, right now, right now, Christ is king. Christ is ruling. Every knee shall bow. But we don't understand our authority to make him bow. And the Lord says, I gave you all power. I gave you all authority. Quit looking to me to do it. Will you guys just do to take the authority that I've Amen. given unto you? Will you take it? But we don't teach that anymore, do we? Oh my goodness. I don't I, I don't know where this is coming from. Pull up for me, Spencer, Hunter, John, whoever's whoever's in there. Jonathan's in there, I think, today. I just sent it to you right there at the end. Let me get my own screen up here. Sorry, folks. Bear with me a second. Pull up um Come on. Thank you. Pull up Ezekiel. No, is that what I want? Yeah, pull up Ezekiel 37. Because this is what the Holy Spirit said to me coming down. This is for each and every one of you that are watching right now. Each and every one of you. Including those of you who are sitting around with your eyes on the clouds waiting for the rapture. It's for every one of you. Especially where we are today. God does his greatest. See, listen, folks. God will not be defeated. And if he has to supernaturally intervene, he will. But that is not his plan. What did he say to Ruth? What was he saying to Ruth? Somebody help me on that. He said, uh, we don't know how the paraphrasing. Don't really know how this whole thing came about, Ruth. Huh? Don't really know how this whole thing came about. But uh, Ruth, maybe you've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. Isn't that what he said? Isn't that what he said? Hey, Ruth, here's what I want you to do. Go have the right person's Ruth. He said, do me a favor. Go talk to the president. Go talk to the Esther. president. Go, pardon me? Esther. Go, go, go talk to the president. Go talk to the president. Put him in this place, will you? She said, I can't do that. They'll kill me. So I don't care. Go do it, man. Go do it. You're the vessel I'm working through. Why? Because I've called you into the kingdom for just right now. Go do it. You die tomorrow. Who cares? Think about you. You go and speak. You go do what I ask you to do because all of the history is going to change if you'll simply do what I ask you to do. Now, this was before, before Christ came and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. If you're going to a church where they tell you that Satan is the God of this world, I'd get up and leave because he's no longer the God of this world. He has been dethroned. And the only reason he's in power and control is because why? We let him be. We let him be. So the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down midst of Buckeye Lake, Ohio, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them roundabout. I got up and walked around to all these bones. Michelle and I were out driving in the country yesterday. We drove by three cemeteries that were connected right to the church. You guys know what I'm talking about, those old country cemeteries? They built a church, and then they built a cemetery outside the church. I guess so you still tithe or something after you're dead. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they did that. They're right next to the church. So Michelle and I were out driving, and uh, we passed around about. Yeah, I went by the, I went by, by what's the name of it, Michelle? The Glenford Fort, which is a Nephilim mound, by the way. Right? Oh, I got so much it caused me to pass round about them. I drove around and looked and said, Behold, there were very many in the open valley. And though they were very, they were very dry. I saw all these bones and they were dry. Hey, a lot of dry bones in America today. A lot of dry bones. And the Lord said to me, 
Hey, Zeke, son of man. Hey, Coach Dave. Hey, Myra. Hey, Joe. Hey, Randy. Hey, Mark. Can these bones live? And I answered, well, Lord, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know. He said unto me, well, dude, prophesy on these bones. Will you, hey, dude, will you do me a favor? Will you speak life into these bones? And say unto them, oh, ye dry bones. Boy, is this America? Oh, America. Hear the word of the Lord, America. Can these dry bones live? No, they can't live. We're evacuating out of here. Let the dead bury the dead. Thus said the Lord God unto these bones. God said to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Hey, anybody think Ezekiel was in a worse? Anybody think we were in a worse mess now than Ezekiel was? Anybody think so? And I and I'm going to lay some skin on upon you boys. I'm going to put some tendons, some ligaments, and then I'm going to bring up uh, some flesh upon you, and I'm going to cover you with skin. And I'm going to put breath in you. And you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So Ezekiel, we're a little too far, brother. Go back to verse seven. So Ezekiel said, "I just did what I told you. I just did what you told me to do, Lord. I just did what you told me to do. I spoke to those bones, and as I spoke to them." There was a noise. Behold, a shaking and a rattling. Wow, Lord. Boy, folks, I don't know if you feel it. And those bones came together. Those dead bones came together. Bone to his bone. Boom. And when I saw it, wow, he says, the sinews, the ligaments, the tendons, the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there still was no breath in them. Look like people, walk like people, going to church like people. With no spirit in him. Then he said to me, okay, dude, talk to that wind for me, will you? Prophesy unto that wind. You speak, will you, son of man? And you say to the wind, which is, by the way, the Holy Spirit, thus says the Lord God, Holy Spirit, you come from four winds, oh, breathe, breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. He says, you speak to them, and you speak life into those. Do you have any idea how much death we speak, folks? have any idea how much death comes out of our lips? He said to me, so I prophesied, verse 10, I did what he told me to do. And the Spirit came into them. And they lived. And they stood up upon their feet. An exceeding great army. Now hang on, folks. Hang on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <coughs> an army? When did they become an army? I thought they were just a bunch of bones lying in the cemetery. But he spoke life into them, and they stood up on their feet, 
And they were an exceedingly great army, exceeding great army. And he said unto me, hey, son of man, Coach Dave, Myra, Joe, these bones are the church. Mm. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up because of religion. And our hope is lost. And we're cut off from all of our parts. Presbyterian church on one corner, Methodist church on another, Lutheran on another, Catholic on another, Baptist on another, Church of God, Church of God in Christ, Church of God in Christ Jesus. They're everywhere. Charismatics, they're, they're everywhere. But they're cut off from their other parts. Therefore, speak to them. Thus said the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into the land that I have promised to you. And you shall know that I'm the Lord when I've opened those graves. Folks, not, not actual graves. Not actual graves, folks. We're dead men walking. The American church are dead men walking. Dead, dead churches full of dead people with dead pastors and dead elder boards. Somebody say amen. 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 Oh, my people. And amen. I brought you up out of those graves. And I'm going to put my spirit in you. And you shall live. And I shall place you in your own land, and then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, said the word of the Lord. And the word came again. Isn't it funny how the word always comes saying? The word always comes speaking. And the word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Moreover, you son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it. For Judah and the children of Israel, his companions, then take another stick and put it at one corner and take another and put it in another corner and write upon it. For Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions, and join them one to another for one stick and they shall become one in your hand. And when the children of your people shall speak and say unto you, will thou not show us what you mean by this? Say unto them, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel's followers, and I will put them with him, even with a stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in mine hand. And the sticks whereon they writest shall be in thy hand before their eyes. And say unto them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen where they have gone and will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. And I'll make them one nation in the land upon the mountain of Israel. And one king shall be king to all and they shall be no more two nations. Neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms anymore at all. No more division. One king. Neither shall they defile themselves anymore with their idols. And obey their government, shut down and social distance and neither shall I defy themselves anymore with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of the transgressions, but I will save them. These were dead, dry bones, folks. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places wherein they have sinned, and I'm going to cleanse them, so shall they be my people, and I will be their God. And David, my servant, shall be king over them all. And they shall have one shepherd. We know who that is, don't we, folks? 
and they shall walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. And they shall dwell in the land that I gave unto Jacob, my servant, wherein your fathers dwelt. And they shall dwell therein, even they and their children and their children's children forever, and my servant David shall be their prince forever. Moreover, I make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them, and I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yet I will be their God, and they shall be my people, and the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify my people when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. Can those dry bones live, folks? Good question, isn't it? I think they can. I think they can. And I think it's our obligation to breathe life into them, to breathe the Holy Spirit into them, to awaken the dry bones. I believe we have to turn more of our focus to the local church and speak to those dry bones and awaken the rattle, the death rattle. Awaken out of their slumber. <clears throat> Come on in, Joe. Uh, thanks, Coach. Yeah, I firmly believe that we are ambassadors of the Lord and that you're totally right. We have his authority. If we accept grace, accept his gift, and if we believe and put faith in that authority that we have, if we don't believe it, then the words out of our mouth will mean nothing. Joe, why we wouldn't we believe it? Why wouldn't we believe it other than this God ungodly theology, sorry, that's come down the road telling us we are not going to occupy. We're not going to occupy. We're leaving. My, my, the Holy Spirit went over my whole body. Uh, we are meant to remind people that they, if they don't believe, they're going to die. They're, they're already spiritually dead, and they're going to remain so. They don't Amen. But, Joe, we know this, don't we? We know that the Lord has an army, a sleeping army out there. That's what we just read, right? Yeah, yeah, they're there. And I, and I, and I firmly believe that you are correct, that we are... Uh, we're meant to help waken these people up. Called into Maybe the kingdom for such. Called into the kingdom for such a time as this. Maybe Michelle, that's why I'm being sent away. You know. Amen. Amen. Michelle. Hey, listen, 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 listen. Hardest thing I ever did was rebuild football programs. You know, I was hard. <clears throat> Stinking thinking. Convincing the players they were better than they thought. That was the most difficult thing. And I can remember standing in front of a, a, a mirror in our weight room and pulling the kid over. I could tell you the name, but I won't. I pulled the kid over, and I made him look at himself in the mirror. And I said, can you tell me? how anybody can tackle you. And he looked at himself in a way he had never looked at himself. So they don't have a chance trying to tackle you. That's what, that's what the Lord just said to us. Have you any idea who you are? Do you have any idea the strengths and the gifts that you have? Dude, you just need somebody to breathe some life into you. And you walk into your dead church. I'm sorry, the dead men's bones. All, all around you in your church, dead men's bones and all. Somebody say amen for me. It's a form of godliness. Amen. amen. From such men turn away, right? It's a form of godliness. Phony Christianity. Amen. <laughs> Churches aren't even raising up. 
trying to stop the killing of babies. We have the opportunity now to do it. There ought to be marches on Washington, D.C. Now, there ought to be a million people sleeping outside of the Supreme Court on their face, crying out to God for mercy. Are they? Hell no. They're watching the they're watching Major League Baseball in the in the NBA playoffs and <clears throat> looking for the rapture. You don't have to amen. I'm just telling you the truth. Go ahead, Michelle. Good morning, team. Thanks, Coach. Um, this is Second Corinthians four four. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. And then I also want just real quick read. This is in Revelation 13. The beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do what he wanted for 42 months. But in Revelation 1, 6, it, the very beginning of this book of Revelation, it lets you know that he has made us, he's done this already, he has made us a kingdom of priests for God is his fa- for God his father. All <laughs> glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, I got the call. Go with what you're, the dots you're connecting here is yes. Does, people can say Satan as the God of this world? Yes. Okay, fine. But, it's not, but it's not King of Kings. Jesus came, he had, has freed us from the fear of spiritual death. So that the God of this world has not blinded me anymore. I'm not blind anymore. The King of Kings has set me free. The one who rules and reigns over that guy. See, uh, he, ain't, he ain't the God of this world anymore. I'm telling you, folks, go ahead, Michelle. Amen, because Amen. Amen. it says, and from Jesus Christ, he is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all the kings of this world. So he, he's the ruler. He's the ruler. Hey, folks, ask yourself. In fact, go ask your six-foot icicle, okay? Go ask your six-foot six foot icicle this one question. Pastor, what more is it that Jesus has to do to bring his kingdom? What's the, what's the next thing he has to do? Is it finished or not? Is it, folks, is it finished or not? You mean to tell me he came down here and died on that cross to get victory over death, hell, the grave, the world, to get victory over it, only to sit back and let the devil run the place? Are you, you, are you, you're full of it. Called into the kingdom for such a time as this. Julie. Uh, good uh, show so far, Coach. Yeah, I'm not trying to blow smoke, Julie. I'm not trying to have a good show. I'm trying to wake the dead. I'm trying to speak to dry bones. Go ahead. Okay. I had the opportunity eight years ago. We actually did this drama of Ezekiel, and it was very powerful, you know. And um, But at the end of the, the thing, it was really sad. Nobody got it. In the congregation, he's like, I think it was way over their heads. I'm like, that is so sad. But like you said, they're dry bones. They <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. But thank you. They cannot, they sheep that cannot understand. Isn't that what the Bible says? Huh? They can't, they can't understand. They can't understand. They have been so packed full of man-made religion and, and drummed up hyper-charismatic goo that they've lost all idea of spiritual authority. Not, not only lost all idea of it, didn't even know it. Didn't even know. We have the ability to speak to the dead. Not the physically dead, the spiritually dead. These are spiritual dry bones, folks. Spiritual dry bones. Reggie. Thank you, Coach. I don't but I want to say that I have praised Almighty God right now because I know the Holy Spirit is with you right now. He is, I can feel him all over. You are Good, speaking the words of God right now. And 
and I, I, I'm, I'm really emotional because that's how I get when I'm in the presence of the Holy Spirit. But I can tell you two things. Going back to when you first started, um, 2019 in September, I was at a Judas retreat. And the Holy Lord spoke to me about taking dominion. And he told me, do not counsel with men. I am going to guide you on this. And he took me to Genesis, where he, it said that he gave us dominion. And I, I wouldn't have known that because I wasn't a Bible reader. And so he has walked me through that, the authority, and explaining that. And the second thing is, I was just talking to Dennis, and, and, and I said to him, I owe my brothers and sisters the biggest apology because I was a soul. I was a persecutor of Protestants. I was taught to hate them. You're breaking up, Reggie. You're breaking up. I get it, man. I get it. Prophesy to those dry bones. Get up on your feet. Yo, dead church, get up, yo, dead church. Get up and engage. There isn't anything else Jesus has to do. There isn't any more power that he can give you. He said, all power has been given unto me. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you a commission. I'm assigning you a job. You go and you teach them, and we haven't done that. We've gone and they've taught us. Mm-hmm. Jeff Klein. Coach, I got to share this. This Pastor Matt is no longer an icicle. You got to see this, dude. He is on fire. He came and called. He texted me Monday night and said, Am I preaching <laughs> tomorrow night, brother, in the garage? I said, If you're available, you get in here. He come in. And followed up his message, what he gave his church Sunday morning. And guess what it was? Dry bones. Mm. He went on, and he hammered his church, too. He came in there. He said, I love coming in this grease pit. And he went through the dry bones, and he said, like in verse 7, he said, can you imagine walking into that big pile of bones? Bones everywhere. He said, bone to his bone. Amen. Amen. His bones matched up. And he went, he said, where is the joy? Of the Christians today in the church, he said, they're all doom and gloom. He's going on about how the Lord's getting ready to do some wild things. He's just on fire. But it's been good. You'll get to meet him. Amen. 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 Hey, listen. I'm going to say something mean. I'll believe it when I see his people outside the church doing something. I'll believe it then. Kathy, come on in. Hey, Coach. Uh, don't yell at me. I, I I just want to bring up a point. Um, <laughs> I never yell. I, I just yell. Um, you know, when Jesus was in the wilderness and the devil basically took him to that high mountain, he said, all these kingdoms of the world, I will give you. My understanding was you can't give away something if you don't own it or have it. So right. um, that would kind of go against what you're saying right now. No, 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 no. He accomplished it at the cross. Oh. He took it back at the cross. Okay. He said, listen, I'm not going to take these kingdoms because you're giving them to me. So I'm going to take them, dude. I'm going to take them. That's what I'm going to do. And what did he do for this purpose? First John 3, please pull it up. First John 3, this is so misunderstood. I'm not even a theologian. I'm not even a theologian. First John 3. First John 3. Yeah, don't be in a new international vision. Don't, don't give me that sissy freaking thing. No, give me the King James. There you go. Beloved, what manner of love hath the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God? Somebody tell me this. Are the sons of God under the control of the devil? No bloody way. That we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world doesn't know us because it doesn't know him, doesn't know God. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. <laughs> but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath hope, that hath this hope in him, Purify himself, even as he is pure, and whosoever committed sin transgresses the law, for sin is the digression of the law. And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not, whosoever sinneth not shall not see him, neither know him. Little children, 
Let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. And for this purpose, God showed up that he's going to destroy the works of the devil. That's what he's going to do. And whoever's born of God doesn't commit sin, for seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God in this. The children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, and neither he that loveth not his brother. So Jesus on the cross says what? It's finished. It's finished. What? Devil ain't in control anymore, boys and girls. He ain't in control anymore. Unfortunately, most of the people in authority in America today are serving the prince of this world. That's the problem. It's not that he's in control. It's that we're serving him. Our leaders are serving him. We left into office people who aren't serving the Lord. So they, even though the devil is powerless, sorry, he is powerless against the children of God, we elect conservatives, not Christians. Right? We vote for Mormons. Oh, I'm hitting it, man. I'm hitting it. Mark Trump. Just real quick, I hang wanted to... Hang on, Mark. Hang on, hang on Mark. Hey, friend, hey, friends. The devil does not control this world anymore. He does not control this world. Jesus Amen. does. Through his people! Go ahead, Mark. All right. So, as soon as he said it's finished and he died, what did he do next, Coach? Where did he mm. go for three days? When he paid that price, brother, he squared it up and he told Satan, I bought it all now, buddy. I paid what, did the he, what, what, what did he get when he went to hell? He took the keys. Mm. Isn't that true? That's what it says. All right. So who had the keys before he said it's finished? Well, the devil must have had them because he had to go take him, didn't he? Well, I mean, Adam, that would seem logical. Adam, Adam gave him the keys. Adam and Eve gave him the keys. Therefore, after Jesus went and took the keys, who's got the keys now to hell and the dominion of, of the watchers? <laughs> Who? Who's got the keys? We do. We do. Well, Jesus he's got has the them. Keys. Wait, wait, wait. Jesus has them. He's the head. Who's the hand that turns the key? Who's the feet that takes the key? Who's the heart that's bold enough to lead the keys that Jesus took for us? If we're the body, not the bride, if we're the body, Amen. the bride marries the head and the body, oh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> it's all in the Bible. Because, Mark, it's all about authority. Jesus said, all power is given unto me, right? And he made a tag team handoff, said, you're my disciples. Listen, I'm in charge, and I'm delegating authority to you, all right? I'm I'm the sheriff, you're the deputy, go. You go do it, you go do it, right? But what are we taught? We're taught uh, we can't go because we're going to get out of here. Uh, Jesus is lost. He lost to Satan, and we got to get out of here because that gone. He tried hard. Colossians. Colossians says that Jesus is the head of principalities and powers. Colossians says that. It doesn't say that Satan's the head of principalities and powers. That was Paul type. That was Paul. Paul wrote that after Jesus died and was resurrected. Paul said that Jesus is the head of principalities and powers. Those are the same ones that we fight it not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, spirits, and high places. Same ones that Jesus so, is in charge of. So, Mark, is, is Jesus in charge of the good angels? All yeah. of them. All of them. Is he in charge of the bad angels? Yeah. All of, them. all of them. All of them. All of them. And Satan got control because we gave him the keys. And Jesus said, no more. I'm destroying the works of the devil. I'm setting y'all free. I'm coming back. And when he hung on that cross, he said, dude, I did it. It's finished. Amen. Go in all the world. Go change the world. We got the we got an ass backwards. Sorry, friends. Ass backwards. Dr. Paul, then Matt. 
Oh, I know it's making some of you nervous. I know it's making some of you nervous. I know your grandpa's pastor didn't talk. I know that. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, yeah, I understand about the. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh, they buy and buy. Oh, yeah, I get it. Well, I'm in the here and now. I'm in the here and now. I ain't in the great by and by. I'm in the here and now. And I'm going to live forever. I'm going to live forever. Maybe here for a while, but I'm living forever someplace, right? And I am not giving any dominion or any authority to the devil. Christ wanted back. What, what an unbelievable idea to think that you have to go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to get permission to rule over the top of what did the what did the centurion say? The centurion said, I'm a man under authority. He said, Jesus says, I don't need you to come to my house. The centurion shows up and he wants, his, he wants his servant to be healed. By the way, his servant wasn't saved as far as I know. He wanted his servant to be saved. And Jesus says, okay, I'll come over. Where do you live? He says, no, no, dude, no, no, no. Oh, no, I'm not worried. You can't come into my house. But listen, he said, I'm a man under authority. He said, I, I, I serve a king. And I said, I'm going to tell you this. He says to me, you go and I go. He says to me, come, and I come because I'm his servant, and he's given me all authority. He says, all you got to do, dude, is just say the word. You just say the word, and my servant will be healed. Just say the word. What Jesus say? Dude, I ain't never seen such faith in all my life. And some of you are convinced the devil is in control, and he isn't. Who did I call up and not let in? Was it Kathy? Who did I call up and not let in? Whoever it was, come on in. Fight your way in. I'm sorry, Coach. Anyway, um, I haven't really been. Um, the last time I was involved with a pastor was, as Reggie told you, he wanted me to follow him and uh, pretty much told him where to go. You know, those Jesuits are kind of funny. They they really are smart, but they're not that smart. Um, they don't have the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. They don't have the Holy Spirit. Oh, gosh, no. They want to be the Holy Spirit. Anyway, um, I had a question. I, I haven't been doing the – this is an interesting um, – what you're talking about the, the, about the bones. I, I don't know if I truly get it. Um, what's the answer to this? I mean, if I walk out the door every day and I look around and I say, protect me, Lord, you know, because I have dominion, and and I, I listen – to him every day, and I try not to go down that path. What is the answer for everybody? What is the answer for folks that don't know? Because for me, it's simple. My religion has always sort of been this material world and medicine, and I I've rejected it since the outset. I I'm not sure where we go from here, but right now I'm I'm coming down to Ohio <laughs> on the fifth, fourth. Good. With Reggie. Good. And as it turns out, I guess you're open that day. So we're going to meet and talk about it. I need to get anointed. Well, don't you? Well, don't you? Amen. Amen. Hey, folks, listen. I hope you're listening. I hope. I don't know how long you've been in church. And I don't know your spiritual history. But some of you right now are going through a spiritual awakening. That's what you, that's what you don't get. That's what you don't understand. The Holy Spirit is stirring your heart. How about this? What if you've been called and marked from the eons of time for this time and this place right now? Amen. And so I'm here right now. You know why I'm here right now? I'm here right now because a bunch of guys died at Normandy Beach. It probably is. They, they were laying on that beach. Amen. The blood draining out of them. Breathing their last breath. They're probably laying there thinking, God, what's this all about? Huh? Huh? <laughs> yes. Huh? You mean it ends like this? Uh, no. No, I'm here because of them. You're here because of them, right? See, we cling to this world too much. We don't understand that we are in the world. We're not of the world. Folks, we are invaders into this world. We are like guys going to Normandy Beach. And if we get killed in Normandy Beach, we go home. Oh, Lord. God, open our eyes. Matt, come in. In silver. Dave, one of of the things that... uh, I've learned listening to you for the last five years is how important the words are. 
And if, if you look at the Matthew 28, 20, it says, teaching them to observe mm-hmm. all that he has commanded. That word observe. If you go back to uh, Webster's Dictionary and you look it up, the word observe says to see or behold with some attention, to notice. Now, if you look up the word practice, if that word in that scripture was to practice, which supposed to do practice means frequent or customary actions. Hmm. When you when you had your football team, Dave, I'm sure, I am sure you did not tell the quarterback to go out and observe pass all. You told him to go out and practice passing the ball. You told the running back to go out and practice running the ball. Go out and practice catching the ball. Not observe catching the ball, but observe actually doing or practice actually doing it. Yes, sir. That's yes, sir. where the church back in 1954 got screwed over because of the Johnson Amendment. In 1962, we took prayer out of school, which affected the kids. Start with the kids real young and get them to do what you want them to do, just like they're doing today with teaching the transgender crap. But Dave, I'm telling you, if, if, and you and I have talked about this a little bit before, but that word practice, if we would start and practice, you are the coach. You have the best idea of what practice actually means. And it sure as heck is not to observe. I don't know how that word ever got in there, but most Bibles, most versions have the word observe. But that's not the key. The key is to actually practice. Gotcha, Matt. Gotcha. Got to roll on here. Silver. Silver. Okay, Uh, Coach and uh, Paul. 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 through 22. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good, and abstain from every form of evil. So Amen. In our walk everything is without ceasing we have idle moments in our time you're talking about walking out of the world spend it with him as you walk and he will give you what you need mm. all the way through it amen 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 can you tell me uh, what that is again that uh yes first thessalonians 5 16 through 22 first thessalonians 5 16 through 22 correct Folks, listen, I got two minutes left. I got to show this. I got to show you this. There's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. They call it a Freudian slip. Go to number seven. This is one of the most profound moments I'm, t- I'm telling you. And all the things that I've ever seen, this is one of the most profound, godly moments I've ever seen. George Bush, George Bush, who led us into the Iraq war along with Cheney and all those other guys. George Bush was speaking. I don't know where he was speaking. And I want you to listen. He says the invasion of, he means the invasion of Ukraine. And he says the invasion of Iraq. I want you to watch when he misspeaks this, what comes over his face, what comes over this room, this entire room, is he is saying exactly what he did, and he knows it, and so does everybody else in the room. Go ahead, play it. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia, and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, uh, 75. Uh Play that again. <clears throat> Play it again. Do you, under, folk, are, do you, wrote, do you see what you're seeing here? Of one man what an abomination he is. A wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Iraq. What's he say right now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> Nothing hidden uh, that will not be revealed. Play it one more time. I want to watch him squirm. Play it one more time. There's an absence of checks and balances in Russia. 
and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Uh, anyway, uh, the uh, weapons uh, of mass destruction have to be somewhere. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what I think, folks? I think we're uniquely called. As many of us you can get here on Jan- on the, on our uh, uh, June fifth event. Love for you to come the the, sun- the Sunday night from uh, from uh, six until eight, and then the the annual, the June twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. God, God's going to breathe in some dry bones here, folks. Stand upon your feet. God's breathing upon us right now, right now at this time in this place. I don't care what the Bible says. We are in the midst of the greatest unveiling revealing and outpouring of the spirit of God the world has ever seen. We're right in the middle of it. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday.